Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. This is our crucial conversations edition. I'm Don Wetrick. I'm Jamal Crook. Today, Jamal, we're going to get into a little teacher camaraderie and overall mood and spirit of the school. But can I, can I set some ground rules first? Yes, go ahead. Just to save both of our butts, and quite honestly, you can't really reflect on something when you're in the thick of it. I'm going to talk to you, and I think you're going to do the same. I'm going to talk to you today about camaraderie at the two previous schools I've been at, not the current one, because it's just not fair. Uh, One, because again, I I want to be removed from the situation, and two, quite frankly, I love where I teach, so I'm not going (laughs) to... (laughs) <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just going to leave things alone, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say, like, for today's episode, I'm going to ask you, though, to do it through the lens of a teacher, not a principal. Because even though you're a principal now, uh, like, same kind of ground rules. Let's talk about you as a teacher uh, from, from your last schools, okay? All right. All right. So one thing I hear uh, on the news in articles, and wherever, is that school morale, that school culture, really has a foothold on how the teachers approach their daily life, right? So whether it's right. in the, the pep in their step or whatever, that really has an impact. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, and I'm going to kick it off here, and then I'm going to let you have your turn. Mm-hmm. I, I did 10 years mm-hmm. as a middle school teacher and then um, really the last 10 years as a high school teacher. But again, for preference, uh, I'll go 10 and 5 uh, because I've been um, a five-year anniversary at this current school. Uh, is, I'm not really going to reflect on that because, again, I'm right in it. So I'm, but like, I'll start off by this. My middle school years had a distinct advantage on school culture because it was middle school. Mm-hmm. And we were teamed. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I switched from middle school to high school, I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was on that team in middle school, I ate lunch with them. Mm-hmm. I knew their birthdays. Mm-hmm. I knew their kids. I knew their kids' birthdays. Mm-hmm. Share up. Share. <laughs> uh, you know, I, like Candy, Sherry, Barb. I'm talking about you ladies. Like, I knew <laughs> them, right? And they were family. Right. It actually, was, it was weird because when, when, I, when I moved to the high school, when my son was born, I got cards from my old middle school days. Hmm. And the camaraderie just wasn't there at high school. Hmm. And, and, and I think, I still think it was because we weren't teamed. I ate by myself in high school. I mean, mm-hmm. my, by the way, that's my own choice. But um, it was just, it felt more isolated. And, I'm, and I was like, I loved, I loved my high school teaching days, especially at FCTV when I did the mm-hmm. teaching station. But I've never felt that sense of camaraderie as when I was a middle school teamed teacher. Right. And I think um, my experience is similar. I've done high school and middle school. Um, in my middle school, I, I started in high school. And when I went to middle school, I was pleasantly surprised by the closeness of the group. Um, there are people now uh, that I consider family. And I would, you know, I'd do just about anything for. Um, 
at this point, even though I haven't seen them in years, the 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 thought of seeing them, uh, even I'm talking about it now, is is kind of getting me excited uh, thinking back to those times. Um, did we have our ups and downs like any family? Yes, but the camaraderie in middle school is a lot different than the the, the departmentalization of um, high school. Now, I'll say this to kind of open my thoughts up, and here's what I've I've learned to believe, and I kind of adopted this mindset once I switched over to middle school. I read a book, John Maxwell. He says, nothing of significance um, can be done by an individual. However, it takes a team of individuals to do anything of significance. And he, he talks about the law of significance. It's a really good book if, you, if you've never read it about teamwork. But the, the, the teaming concept of middle school, um, how it impacts the teacher it helps you identify with your with your team. I remember being a kid in middle school and um, I was on the Emerald team I, and I didn't realize what they were doing. Well, I have, a, I have a better understanding of what they did as, you know, as far as the teams were concerned once I became a teacher. But I remember the teachers that were on my team and the way that they treated each other. I had Miss Maroney, Miss O'Keefe, um, and Miss Houston. I forgot my English teacher's name, but she, she, I mean, but, but I mean, those, those teachers were the Emerald team teachers and uh, I could tell how close they were. As a matter of fact, most of them still work together and they work together so well that before STEM was a thing, our lessons were integrated back then. Yeah, and, and man, I was getting nostalgic <laughs> when you said family. Um, and I, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about like what what really bonded us. I and I hope they don't mind. Um, well, heck, they're friends. I always remember Joe DePietro. He was my well. For full disclosure, my first I'm going to say year of teaching. Use air quotes um, was really just one semester. Um, I graduated in December, and and somebody <laughs> somebody had a nervous breakdown, and. Uh, Poof! I got their job, which, which told. Me, <laughs> uh, I understood why she had a nervous breakdown when I started. That was a fun first year, a half year. But um, other than that, I was. Other than that, I've just been at three schools. Um, spoiler alert: I never went back to that school. Um, but uh, I always remember Joe DePietro. Like a most teachers worked the school dance, and. After the school dance, we would all go out. But there was all, he always played one song and that was Sister Sledge, We Are Family. And he played that whenever because he's like, our school is a family. Mm -hmm. And I will always remember that because that concerted effort of him and then later on, Mrs. Noblet took over. But there was this, no, we're a family. Like there was Christmas gift exchanges. There was this, there was that. And it, I, I've always wondered like, and, and maybe... And boy, I'd like to hear from some elementary teachers. You know, is that the tie that binds? Um, is that concerted effort to have one another's back? And what I really want to know, are those the glory years? Mm. I, and I'm not saying this to be I, like, I really want to know, has social media killed that? Hmm. Because I lived like, like when I left Greenwood Middle School, social media wasn't a thing yet. 
So I just wonder, are those glory years still there now that social media is there? And, and what is it like at the elementary school level? Is that level of camaraderie there? Oh, man. Um, I'm not going to speak as a principal. I'm only going to speak as a teacher. Um, so so when I, I think the advent of social media was designed to pull more people within a network. So a perfect example of that would be like your sat chats on Twitter or some of the other things. So all of your, you know, all of these professionals, we can have larger PLCs or what do they call them? Uh, professional learning networks, right? So it, it, it grows. So, so the people that you can network with outside of your school has increased. Hence, I'm in Florida and you're in Indiana and we're doing this podcast. And I feel like I'm in the same room as you um, some, some of the times. However, from a school standpoint, social media is not so good because now I have a desire to be away from the people who are really in the same room as me, right? And I have a desire to go see and, and go out and expand my thinking, whereas the people who I'm with right now um, don't typically get much of my um, attention or even you know, my, uh, my input on the overall camaraderie of the school. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I just, I, I struggle with that now on capturing that magic again. And I think that's what, you know, a, we chose this in February to talk about <laughs> love and good feelings and all that other good stuff. But now, what are some practical ways, you know, like I, 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 and I'm like, I love being a high school teacher. I do. Um, but I was, mm -hmm. I was just sitting there talking to Alicia the other night, like kind of reminiscing. And I said, um, from a professional standpoint, I gotta be honest, what I do now, I like more from a professional standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, but that from that outright camaraderie, I don't, maybe it was my age, you know, I was still in my twenties, early thirties, maybe it was my age. Um, but, uh, and I, this is going to like what I'm going to transition to. <clears throat> I, I think also is leadership too. I had great leadership at the high school level where I was at, but I didn't necessarily have, mm, I'm going to give it away by saying this word. It, it wasn't as nurturing. Hmm. And, and I think maybe that's the difference between high school educators and middle school and grade school educators. Like we teach older, young adults, let's just call them. And maybe we're not in that zone, you know, we're not wiping noses and making sure they get home. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're kind of dealing with their high school selves. And uh, I don't know, maybe that has something to do with camaraderie, but you know, I, I, I'd like to hear from people that are at high schools that have that special sauce that are at that high school that they're bragging about. They, they teach for this high school. And again, I'm not going to weigh in on my current situation, which spoiler alert, I love it. But because I'm in the throes of it, I, I just don't feel like I should talk about it. But right. like, what is that special sauce? And then conversely, you know, same thing I'd like to hear from middle school and grade school teachers. What, what makes a camaraderie, what makes a bond unique among your school? Because right. I, I know what doesn't work. I get emails all the time on, mm -hmm. I hate it. I can't wait to get out. 
I, this isn't what I signed up for, that kind of stuff. I know right. what a bad leader looks like, hmm. but I, I would really like to peek under the hood of what teachers are really bragging about. I work for this school kind of thing. Man, you, you know, you, you, you touched on something and it kind of triggered something in me. I was going to say before you said leadership impacted camaraderie the most. I, I, I can't fully agree that leadership impacts camaraderie the most. I really think because there are more teachers in the school, the, the, the people who have the greatest impact on camaraderie are the teachers themselves. And humor me for a second. Um, and, and we talked about, and you mentioned on like recapturing um, the, 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 the love or the, or, or the camaraderie within the school. And I'll just run with it a little bit here. As, a, as, as an individual, and, and here's a football concept. I, I had a coach. He would always tell us, he said, do your job. He would say, do your job. I think the separation of tasks is extremely important for camaraderie because if if i desire to do something that's not within the lane that i am in and let's say i look at your schedule and you have first period planning and i don't have first period planning and i want first period planning so i desire that and it it throws me off my game so it makes me upset so what i'll do then is I'll take that energy and I'll transfer that stuff um, to throughout the, the the staff. Now the leader is responsible for managing the the camaraderie amongst the teachers. Meaning, really, I think in a lot just practical ways, removing some of the negative things and maybe adding more positive things. But really, what it comes down to is when you shut that door. I mean, how much time do you really spend with the principal or the leadership of that school on a daily basis? It's fairly imbalanced. Now, principals are taught to be visible, but visibility does not necessarily mean, um, you know, I guess relationship building. It just, oh, I see my principal a lot. Um, so, but what it really comes down to is the group of teachers. So if if I'm having internal conflict, that internal conflict in turn goes to my other teachers. And what I end up doing is having conflict, which just creates more conflict. Right. But going but but bringing it all the way back that that throws off camaraderie more. And if you if we're really honest. We're really honest. There's only so much a person, one individual or a team of leaders can do. So if you have a school of 2000, you're going to have a, a teaching of 200. There's no way that five or six administrators can effectively communicate with everyone. So then even within you have your department heads and different forms of leadership at those schools. And I think that's a part of the reason why high school is so departmentalized and you don't feel as connected is because you have this group of students doing this, 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 and this, and everything has to be kind of off to its own. And you have little pockets of, you know, camaraderie, what they call those cliques. But at the end of the day, the teachers have the biggest impact on camaraderie. If I don't like to collaborate and I like to be in a room to myself and in the shell, and when it's time to collaborate, 
I just don't do well. And that's going to pose problems that really the contract or the principal can't solve. Because if I don't do anything to warrant me being removed, then you just have to deal with it. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I can't argue with that. And although, although I'll still say that they, the school leader can though at least be the excuse to let your guard down and be a little wacky. Right. You know, like, <laughs> I'm just going to pick on my old principal, but like he'd get out there in the middle of the dance floor and he couldn't dance. <laughs> right. It was kind of like Elaine Bennis on the show. You're not old enough to get Seinfeld references, but like he'd get out there and you know, like I am, he's like, okay, Joe's out there dancing and dead on it. We'd go out there, we'd hold hands and you know, Dance to We Are Family, and and there was something special about. This this is not saying I didn't respect him, I did, but when he said it's okay to act goofy, when he said it was okay to be family, when he threw out the L word and he meant it, there was mm-hmm. something special about being vulnerable like that, which I think really, really set a tone. Right, and and then quite frankly, and I'm gonna give a free pass. I I don't. Hmm. I'm going to hate saying this and maybe I'm wrong. This is just a gut telling me, but I think that sometimes a high school principal would be feared of looking at, I don't know if they'd feel comfortable taking that risk of going out in the middle of the dance floor and saying, I love you guys. I, hmm. I could, I could be totally wrong, but you know, just, just, just my feelings. What do you think? I think I, I'm sh- sure there's a high school principal somewhere. As a matter of fact, I had a, well, he wasn't a principal. He was APC. I mean, but at the first pep rally, my guy was out there doing the stanky leg with the kids. And <laughs> I, I remember, and it, it was when I decided to become a principal. I said, oh, okay, I want to be a principal. After I had, after I had seen this, but the, the response of people... <laughs> was uh oh here comes a, principal wobble <laughs> yeah no but no they was like oh man he's so cool yeah oh he's because because really what it does is it 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 it, it made him extremely relatable and he was a sharp dresser too um and and you had a there was a sense of support now he, he had a very good way of um sometimes not doing anything and still making you feel like he had your back, if that made sense. Um, but still, he he was he was very relatable, and I think I think um, the the relativeness to our leaders sometimes makes us feel comfortable being who we are. Because if if I empower you to be who you are, and I allow you to grow and develop and blossom you're going to feel extremely connected to the school in what it is that you're doing. I think it takes a different type of person to be in a high school and a different, different type of person to be in a middle school. If you don't like dealing with people or like the adults of the school, as much as you do the kids, then don't teach in a middle school. However, if you, if you want more, sterile kids and kids who sometimes lack creativity because I'm at the end. I have four years left and I really want to get out of here. So I've learned to sit quiet. I've learned to sit straight 
and I can have a semi-adult conversation with you. I can reason a little bit better than my counterparts who are in middle school and in elementary school, then I can be there. But in terms of me feeling connected to the culture, it's very important. And I think you touched on something, the relativeness to that leader on campus helps, but it also falls back on me and the way that I respond. I was at a really good school. As a matter of fact, the school that I was at, well, the guy, you know, where the principal did the stanky leg, he was dancing on the floor. And I, I left that school to go to middle school. But part of the reason why I left is I felt like I had no friends. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. So what, how, how did you, okay. So, so I felt, me the, yeah. So oh. I felt, so, so I felt like when I was there, so I was, I was a very effective biology teacher, very effective. I could, I could, like if you wanted test scores, I was your guy. Like hire me, and whoever you put in my classroom, though a majority of those kids are going to pass that test. Um, my first year, I had the highest test scores in the district. I worked with ESE kids, had a fuse class, and my fuse classes in a lot of cases were outperforming AP Bio kids. Right, so I I, I transfer high schools and I get there, and at this point. Um, I'm at a point in my career, for those of you who don't know me, I was a PE major in high school, I'm not high school, but in college. And I, I never, I never did PE. I knew I was never going to do PE. I did PE because I thought I was going to the NFL and I was smart enough to know that I didn't want to be doing a lot of, you know, heavy coursework that was going to hinder me from working out or anything. I had my priorities mixed up. Anyway, I, am. Um, I get, I, I, but I straightway start teaching biology. I pass all my certification exams and all that good stuff, and I teach biology. I get to this new school, and I know exactly what to do to produce test scores. I know exactly what to do. And I know this is counterproductive to the started up culture, but um, it, it, I, I feel the need, right? So, my colleagues didn't necessarily agree with the way that I did things. So, so they didn't feel comfortable how I did things. Right. So, um, they, I had a awkward conversation with one of the leaders of my department and effectively the words got exchanged that were, um, in nature, not productive for school. And and it, and, it, and, and I, I'm a big guy, but it, it effectively hurt my feelings. Culturally, I felt like I was in a place. I was the only black male teacher there. Um, I did a good job, but that kind of played a role. So I never really felt integrated within the culture within my department. I felt like um, just on the outskirts, they kind of left me alone after some things. So after the test scores, after our preliminary test scores came out, they kind of left me alone. However, it was one of those things where um, I went to my principal. I said, hey, you know, I don't feel like I'm welcome here. Like, I don't feel um, like I, I belong here. And I told him, I said, I don't I'm not telling you this to, to tell anyone. I just feel like I don't fit here. I'm just, I'm the, 
I'm on the outside looking in. I don't need friends to be at a school and do my job because my job is fulfilling within itself. And I was okay, but I felt like I just needed to go somewhere to where I can connect with the adults. Now, when I switched schools that year, because I, I got a ch- I got a chance to be uh, promoted to a coordinator position, when I switched jobs and I went to a middle school, I was in a position to where it was more, um, what do you say, more team oriented. And, you know, I didn't feel like an outsider. I felt like I was a part of the team and I connected with the principal. I connected with the people, but really it came down to, you know, the relationships that I had built with my peers the ones that I worked at after that. Yeah, that's good. Well, guys, we want to hear from you. What's, what's making you feel that special bond? What's, what's the camaraderie effect at your school? And, uh, and my, or maybe it's, maybe it's lacking. And if you think it's like, A, we'll keep everything private, unless you want us to read things on air. But, you know, it, what's either A, lacking at your school to make you feel like you're a, a cohesive unit, or uh, what is the, what's the special sauce? If you want to brag on your principal, you want to brag on your staff, if you are the principal, if you want to brag, if you're a superintendent, man, we'd love to hear it. You can always uh, email Jamal, uh, Jamal at Started Up Innovation. I'm Don at Started Up Innovation. Uh, but no matter what, we like seriously, we we learn from these. You know, uh, Jamal's principal. He can take these things under under consideration. And I'm a teacher, and I love to report back to my administration. I'm like, hey, we got, we heard this cool idea from those schools. So, um, yeah, I like these insights. What about you, Jamal? I love them. So when you guys give us feedback, we can definitely take it and run with it. And we also want to share with the community what people are saying as well. Very good. All right, man. Jamal, play us out. Well, you know, opportunities are everywhere. I'm Jamal Crook, Don Wet Trick, and we're signing off. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you.